Hey everybody, welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. On today's episode, I have two guests, Britt and Tara from Elevate the Globe, and we talked about the power of kundalini yoga, movement, mantras, and chakras. So it's a really great conversation to learn more about how you can implement movement into your daily routine and the power of kundalini yoga and some really easy tips and tricks for you to implement that starting today into your current affirmation routine, daily routine, whatever things you do every day. This is a really great episode for you to listen to so you can learn how to improve and heighten your current routine to become even better. Hi everyone, my name is Pyle Agarwal and I want to welcome you to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. Affirmations have changed my life and now it is my mission to help you use them to change yours by using affirmations every day to manifest things your way. My goal is to make affirmations attainable and accessible to every single person, including you, because you have the ability to take control and create your reality. So come with me on my journey and let's see what we can manifest together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. I'm so excited because I have two beautiful ladies with me. I have Britt and Tara from Elevate the Globe. And so thank you, Britt and Tara, for coming on today's podcast episode. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm so excited. And Britt and Tara, if you guys want to start off and tell me a little bit about you guys and your journey, what you guys are up to, I would love to hear that. So we have a spiritual lifestyle movement called Elevate the Globe, and we're really, um, really working to teach people how to elevate themselves first and then, you know, shine out their light and really be this beautiful beacon of light in their communities and uplift everyone around them. And then ultimately, as a collective, how we can make massive change here on the globe. So everything that we're doing really kind of aligns with that mission. So we have a podcast as well called The Elevator. Mm -hmm. We have um, online courses and we have a membership site called The 528 Academy, where we follow the astrology every month and meditate and do lots of challenges and read books and all these different things together. So Britt and I met when we were like 12 years old. And so I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this for a while together, meaning our just our relationship, right? So (laughs) um, we've been best friends since 12. And so came together about two years ago to create this mission um, through this divine deliverance of a of the mission. We had a healing experience with a healer in New York and it was pretty wild. And so that's how this was all born. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. And can you tell me more about that healing experience a little bit? Yeah, so um, it's called, uh, the healer is called John of God, and he's located in Brazil in a small village, and thousands and thousands of people come to visit him every day where he's located, but um, once a year, he's been coming to New York. This year, he actually didn't come, Um, so... We went two years ago. It was basically the second to last year that he came to New York. But it was something that I felt really called to to go to him. Um, my mom got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Um, it was, let's see, like four and a half years ago. She passed away three and a half years ago now. But 
during her battle with cancer, we started hearing about John of God. So many people started telling me about him and it started coming in multiple forms and messages. And so I tried to get my mom to go to Brazil, but she just wasn't in good enough health to make the trip. So after she passed, I started seeing so many signs. I was at a coffee shop. I looked down at my foot and there was a card right next to my foot. No way. Yeah. Somebody who was like taking tours there. And then my friend's a mom went there. There was just so many things. My husband's other friend's mom's son (laughs) and then sold all his stuff and went to work there. You know, it was just one of those things that like can't deny all the messages. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I knew we were supposed to go and I felt like Tara was supposed to come with us. (laughs) My daughter was only I think four or five months old at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I asked Tara to go and we really had an incredible vision of just really being shown kind of what the next steps in our path look like. And um, and yeah, I had been practicing kundalini yoga and teaching and had really been on a path of transformation and spirituality for a while. Mm-hmm. And it was just like really open and this beautiful experience came through for the both of us. So, That's yeah, incredible. And on my end, it wasn't, like, that beautiful. <laughs> like, I was, like, when Bert asked me, I was like, this guy, what is he doing? Like, he's making people see again. And, mm. like, he's making people walk again that were in wheelchairs. And I was kind of like, really, is this real? You know, like, my logical mind was like, is this a real thing? And I, I was like, I don't know. I, I may just whatever, this will be a fun experience. And Bert mm-hmm. really felt like she needed to go. And I was like, well, we haven't spent a lot of time together mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, so I'll go. And this will just be a fun experience. And if Bert's asking me to go, there's probably a reason. Mm-hmm. So let's just get over the fact of like what I cannot believe in my mind and just see what comes of it. And then all this, this vision came through me. And Brit was in the vision with me, like in this bubble. And I was just like, this this stuff, this John of God stuff is no joke. Like I sort of become a believer through my own experience Mm -hmm. um, of what was possible for me to experience here physically. Just the vision coming through was whoa, profound. I didn't expect to ever feel something like that or see something like that. That's incredible. That's so cool. And I really like what you said. Like I had to experience it to believe it because sometimes it's so hard for people to like, kind of grasp that this is all real until you just kind of surrender and go for it so that's really really incredible yeah no that's awesome and then tell me more about like your kundalini have you guys always been doing that together no yeah so I I really stumbled on a kundalini yoga class uh, a while back I think it's I think it's been about eight, nine years now. Um, and it was at just the local gym that I would go to every week in mm-hmm. West Hollywood. And it was, I thought it was like a vinyasa yoga class, which I loved. And I loved movement and working out. But this was a kundalini class. Mm-hmm. And I really had a different experience than I had had in a really long time that connected me back to my soul, my spirituality, my truth. And it was during a time that I was going through just a lower point in my life. I had just gone through a breakup and had moved on my own for the first time and was just navigating, you know, being an adult. And I was using alcohol and drugs to really kind of numb feeling anything at the time. And so 
Yeah, so that one first class just really had me in tears. I had such an emotional experience, such a profound experience, and um, I just kept going back. It was very, like, unconscious at the time. Every single week, I would just attend the class again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, I started just feeling better, not only during the class, but during the week. And I started making better choices and I started being interested in, you know, different information. I started playing the mantras and using the affirmations and just brought in a lot more tools that I was really attracting and um, started to notice big, powerful shifts. So kind of like continued on the path, went to a retreat in Costa Rica that was all Kundalini with that same teacher. And, um, then I did my Kundalini teacher training, which is a nine-month program. Started teaching and sharing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, it was my personal Instagram account. And then ended up changing it to High Vibe Living, which was... I love uh, it. <laughs> that was kind of how I started the company. And I was you know, doing courses and doing everything I could and just doing a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like B-School and Spirit Junkie Masterclass and tons of online programs and just immerse myself in this idea of sharing your truth and living my purpose in a way that not only could have allow me to feel abundant and have like time, location and financial freedom, but also give back to others and the world. And so then that kind of brought me to our experience at John of God, but Tara has a whole other um, journey with Kundalini as well. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's funny because it, it stems from from Britt's journey um, because we were at her bachelorette party and mm-hmm. she wanted everyone to sit down and she wanted to teach a class because she had just become a teacher not too long before and she wanted to teach everyone. And I remember having to leave early and I couldn't do the class with her, but I was like, if this, you know, yoga is really sort of, elevating her so much because Brett was a wild child as a kid. <laughs> and we were like I would bring her like the logic and she would like help me kind of get out of my own way <laughs> you know, so it would be like a nice little um so it would be like a nice little sort of complimentary situation happening but I remember looking at her I'm like okay if this is really helping her and she's in, into it, and it looks a little weird, but she's into it. So maybe I should try to find a place in, in San Francisco where I was living at the time. And it took me about a year to kind of, honestly, like probably be in alignment to even be ready to do Kundalini. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear that a lot of people like will try it and they'll be like, not really ready, or they don't have a good experience. And then a year later, they'll come in and they'll be like, so into it, because you know, you're ready for it. So I wasn't ready, and I finally found a place. There was one place I could find in the hate in San Francisco <laughs> and make it like a Sunday thing because I went to my first class, and I felt this, like, I felt something. I had an experience of, like, my own energy. My own energy was buzzing all around me from doing spinal twists, and it was just, you know, the teacher was looking at me like, if you are feeling that, like, you're creating your own energy, you're creating more energy, more space. And for me, it was like, this goes way deeper. This is way cooler than anything I've ever tried. And I just kept coming back. Like every Sunday I do that. I go crystal shopping in the hate and I would like spend time by myself. I'd go to a coffee shop and like have lunch and practice kind of being my own best friend and just, you know, nobody else was interested in doing it with me. So I just did it by myself. Mm -hmm. 
And it honestly took three months to finally move myself to LA that had been taking me three years to, to sort of manifest. So within a course of three months going every Sunday, everything I've been wanting for a wanting that I couldn't just make happen started happening. And that, well, that was also kind of coincide with Bert's mom passing away. And her mother came to me that weekend. Um, cause I was feeling a lot of energy. Like her mom came to me after she had passed and mm-hmm. told me straight to my face, it's time to go home. You have to be with your mom and you need to be with Brit. I and, got goosebumps. That's incredible. You know, and I was like, if Jennifer is telling me I need to go, I probably need to go. You know, like this mm-hmm. is to me important and it's like family and it's like time to go home. Yeah. And it took me about two months to figure it out and moved home. And then I was doing Kundalini for about a year. I went really deep. I'd go like five or six times a week. Like it was just like, I was like so deeply into it. Some days I'd be crying and just releasing a lot, you know, mm-hmm. getting the, the house clean. Mm-hmm. And then led to me being um, available to go to John of God and, and listening enough to myself, enough awareness that I could say, if Brit's asking me to go, I probably should go even though I don't really want to, or I could think of a hundred reasons why not to. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, but I was like, there was a hundred reasons why I shouldn't go or I don't need to go or, but I just did it anyway. And my God, I can't imagine if I hadn't gone where we would be right now. I'm sure we would have figured it out another way, but I, I it was supposed to be then. And, and mm-hmm. so it's like listening to your so important but giving yourself the tools and the space to be able to have an active listening ear and the space to hear it is mm-hmm. like, you know, what, what we were teaching people how to do yeah. um, especially in this Aquarian age where it's so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you guys do like kind of to kind of enhance your active listening? What do you guys do like in your day to day life or in your practice? What types of things do you do to kind of help yourself listen to yourself? Because that's true. It's so hard to spend time with yourself unless you really try. Yeah. So the best tool that we love to use is having a morning practice, because what we find is it's so easy, especially you know, in this day and age to just jump on your phone and have a hundred messages of a hundred different energies that are not our own, Mm -hmm. you know, just like come at us and bombard us so quickly. So, you know, we've found that if we're able to give just even a little bit of time to ourselves first in the morning, then it really like calibrates our vibration to our truth and Mm -hmm. our intentions and, you know, what our affirmations are and what are, you know, what we want and, and who we really truly are inside. And that really allows us just a little bit of time and space to actually listen to ourselves Mm -hmm. first thing. And that's where really, you know, a lot of the guidance for, for like my day is downloaded to me. (laughs) So, you know, we do, um, we have a 15 minute magic morning ritual and then we a lot of times do different kriyas and meditations that Mm -hmm. we've kind of committed to on top of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we teach the magic morning ritual in our course, Rise Up. But essentially, it's just like tuning in. We do the Adi Mantra, which is a Kundalini Mantra, to Mm -hmm. connect to yourself. And then we do some breath work. We do some movement. We do a meditation for prosperity every day. And then we visualize and we do affirmations and we just listen and receive. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like our non-negotiable go-to first thing 
you know, and it really does set us up to be able to listen all day long Mm -hmm. and to just have that awareness. Yeah. No, I love that. And actually what I wanted to ask you for you guys is meditation only kind of about sitting and just sitting still or what does meditation mean for you guys? Because I think it can be different for a lot of people. So I want to hear what it means for you. Yeah, I wouldn't say for me, it's just about sitting still. It's quite the opposite, actually. So for me, meditation, I I have a very hard time as somebody who's been meditating for years now, just sitting down and quieting my mind. I can do it, but I want to move my energy first. I want to move my energy. I want to move my spine. I want to move, you know, my electromagnetic field, my aura. I want to move energy, put more energy into it. I want to sort of um, clean up house, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. before I, I quiet down my mind. So that's why we have a morning routine that has movement in it. Um, because it's, it's really, it's what it does is it's really quieting down the conscious mind so that you can actually access the subconscious where you can hear what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And it also helps you to really, you know, be quiet. Like you when your body is like finally relaxed, you can actually, you know, kind of release and, and you can hear, you know, your higher your higher self coming through. So for me, it's, it's movement. It's, you know, it's the mantra that also helps me access my subconscious. Um, and it also helps me to place things into my aura, place frequencies into my aura that are going to attract things to me. So high sound frequencies, high sound currents that are, those are mantras. Those are the Gurmukhi mantras and, and Kundalini that we use that, that will, you know, attract different things or protect different you from different things. Um, so yeah, it's, but meditation in general to me is just an experience of me every day. It's nothing more. It's not really about quieting my mind. It's just experiencing what's happening in myself, in my body, in my higher self every day. Yeah. I love yes. that. <laughs> Have you practiced Kundalini? I forget. No, you- I haven't. And I was just, because <laughs> it's so funny because like we're, my family's from India and Kundalini is huge over there, but like day-to-day people we don't practice it I see your guys' morning practice with the movement and I love that and so I wanted to ask you said you said different mantras that help bring the energy and help you kind of attract different energies can you share those mantras like are you able to share some of those mantras yeah definitely I mean there's lots of different mantras in kundalini so so yeah kundalini has um a lot of mantras that pair with different meditations because kundalini um in general to kind of pair off your last question is like a lot of movement and breath work and mantra and angles and it's not your typical like sitting and doing nothing for Mm -hmm. meditation but mantra is a big part of a lot of the meditations not all of them Mm -hmm. but a lot of them and also a lot of the kriyas which is are just like sets of exercises um that affect our minds and our body and our energy fields in different ways and so the mantras do the same and there's different ones for prosperity there's different ones for relationships there's so many there's thousands of them um but I mean, we could share a few, like Adgudename mm-hmm. is a beautiful one for protection. Um, and um, there's, and they, and like Adgudename has a couple different lines in it. So we're like, look it up. Yeah. 
there's a couple, but there's a, there's songs online. If you just type in odd good day and I'm a, yeah. And one of my favorite artists is Sonatum Core. And yeah. then white sun is another band. Um, I guess they're called a band. Yeah. <laughs> they're like these amazing yogis. So it's just yeah. Like, call them a band but you know they've won a grammy i think a couple and or at least one they've yeah one and um and yeah they have beautiful mantras so i good anime is great so perk it's s-o-p-u-r-k-h mm-hmm. it's an incredible one for especially for women but for men and women for relationships not mm. only in relationship with somebody else but a relationship with yourself so so many women use that to find more love for themselves to attract partners and Mm -hmm. to enhance like current relationships and so that's a great one to use um and that what the the artist I love that her whole recitation is it's a long it's a long mantra so perfect just the title Mm -hmm. her name is Niranjan Kaur Khalsa Mm -hmm. so N-I-R-I-N-J-A-N and then K-A-U-R. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find her all over YouTube. Yeah. So whoever's listening, you guys can just look in the podcast notes and I'll, you can have links to their Spotify's and everything and different mantras. I love Perfect. it. And the other two I would say would be um, Satnam. So Satnam lives on its own and it means like the truth. Like I see the truth of you. If you, you, you can... That's my interpretation. It's like truth is my identity. Like I see you. I see who you are. Like I can see you. Mm-hmm. Your real soul. Like that's how in the Kundalini community, a lot of people will say like Satnam as a hello. Like yes. I see you. Um, so that one you can also chant in your meditations. Like if you're having a hard time quieting your mind, you can just chant Satnam, Satnam, Satnam. And it, it helps you kind of go into the sound current. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wahe Guru. Waheguru is means going from the darkness into the light, and we're we're talking right now during Scorpio season. And what a perfect mantra for that! It's you know going into the darkness and bringing ev- all of the shadow stuff to the light. So you know, really collecting pieces of yourself in the darkness and using it mm-hmm. um, to to propel you forward. So Yogi Bhajan, that was his um, that was his his mantra. And he was the kundalini master that brought um, kundalini yoga here to uh, the, the West in 1969. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, those are two that are just very simple. You could chant those all day long. Waheguru, waheguru. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know yeah. what you said, um, bringing the dark, like going into the dark but bringing out light. Actually, today and tomorrow, um, I don't know if you guys know, it's Diwali. And so in like the Hindu culture, that's all about light. And like, that's the festival of bringing in light and wishing light. So I just thought that was perfect because like we're recording this today. And oh so God. that was awesome. So happy Diwali to you guys. Yeah, thank you. No, so I like got, I was like, this is so aligned. I love this. This is so perfect. Uh-huh. Do you know, is there like uh, specific celebrations that go around? Yeah. So a big thing that we do is um, we light like a dia, which is a little candle. And so you make sure that's lit. You're trying to make sure that's lit course of three to four days um, because that's the whole, like that's the moon cycle and it's like the new moon calendar according to the Hindu religion. Um, And we worship Lakshmi a lot during this time. Um, Worship Lakshmi and Ganesh. Yeah. So lots of pujas. Do you guys know what pujas are? 
puja? No. Oh, I think you guys would love it. So basically, we call a puja. Ba- like, I have like a little temple kind of thing right here. But like, you basically like light a candle and you say mantras. Like, we chant different mantras. And we do that kind of like every night for like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, however long your family wants to do it. But that's essentially what a puja is. Like, you're kind of, it's like a, you're sitting down and you're worshiping and like acknowledging like whatever God or whatever deity that you want and you chant different mantras. And so that's kind of what we do like every night for the next like two, three nights. Oh my God. Yeah. I do that. That's amazing. So puja is like, is just the act of chanting mantras into some sort of like, like, you know, like it sounds like a ritual. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's very much so a ritual because like we like how it especially works in like the Hindu culture is you like you have like a picture of whatever God or deity, whether it's Lakshmi, Ganesh or any Guruji that you really respect. And then you light a candle and you just kind of chant mantras for however long you want. And it's different for everybody. And for me, pujas has always been such like a cultural thing because I'm not as religious, more so cultural for me, um, because the spirituality of it weighs so much more heavily than like the, oh, this is Hinduism. Like, I think it that doesn't matter. So to me, it's so fun because like it's just encouraging you to do it and you sing and you chant and it's like a way to bring everybody together, which I love. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's really fun. So yeah, I'll send you guys something and you guys can, if you're interested, you're more than welcome to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And then um, back to our lovely conversation. I had a question. So with these different mantras, do you guys chant them in your head throughout your day or do you only do them during your morning practice? Like how do you guys use your mantras and what have you noticed? Like since when you started Kundalini, like have you noticed a big change with your mantras? Yeah, so a big way that I use them is playing them while I sleep. Because it's just, like, a really efficient, easy way to really uh, tap into the sound current and mm-hmm. have it really penetrate the subconscious and clear out the subconscious. So so do that every night just on low, so low that, you know, you, it, you could hear it if you put your ear to the phone, but if you pulled your phone away from it or a speaker, you know, you wouldn't be able to hear it because I know a lot of people don't like to hear music mm-hmm. when they sleep. So that's something... Um, that we love to do and that's easy to do and then yeah I mean I'm really using mantras all the time I love to say them out loud and to speak them so whenever I have a moment whether I'm on a walk or in the car or whenever I'll do a lot of English mantras Mm -hmm. and a lot of Gurmukhi mantras too Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah I just kind of am always listening to them and playing them have them on in the house 24-7 and play different ones for different reasons. So, you know, when you're working, it's good to play, like, certain mantras for mm-hmm. prosperity and, you know, different mantras that you need at different times. But, um, but yeah, I've found that it's so powerful to speak them out into your aura because when you take that sound current and you're using your own voice and the vibration of your, you know, speaking your truth from your heart out your throat chakra into your aura it is it just works really fast and it's extremely powerful and empowering and so that's been a big part of my practice recently and I do notice such a big change when I play the mantras or when I use the affirmations Mm -hmm. um 
like I share, if my husband and I ever get in a fight or like the energy is just not, you know, at the level that I want it to be, mm -hmm. I'll play so perk. And I kid you not, the everything changes. Everything I love it. Changes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, same with the prosperity. I mean, I do this one affirmation by Bob Proctor. It's, um, I am so happy and grateful now that money flows to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. And I'll say that for like, you know, five, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just brought me so much prosperity and abundance in so many ways. So, I mean, I feel like we could tell so many stories yeah. of, the power of them and how they've changed our lives. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, such a powerful practice that we can all use yeah yeah I would say like the what Britt was saying about playing them like playing them at night is such a big deal like if you're gonna do anything just do that you know it will keep you from you know falling down into lower consciousness because it just keeps your subconscious um active and clear um in and sort of on that sound current and these are like high vibrational frequency sound currents that open up meridian points in your brain places the meridian points that you may not be accessing or you may you know have just access and now there's power coming through them so you know there's there's sort of keys right so your tongue when you're actually chanting them it's you're touching your tongue against the palate of your mouth which is actually a key to open up these meridian points that just opens up places for more energy to flow through you so you know these are these things are like they're tools they're keys you know we use them like when I use them particularly like if I my mind my mind's very active I have a lot of air energy I'm a lot of the times in my head so I can I have to work on my mindset a lot and so for me if I'm having sort of a negative thought you know I'm like sat nam sat nam like I chant into it chant into the negative thought like sat nam sat nam or wahe guru wahe guru but my favorite for switching my mindset is victory like when you're like, I feel like I'm a victim or I'm like getting victimized somehow in my own mind. It's like just victory, victory, victory. <laughs> it, there's something about it that just absolutely changes. And I love that it's just an English word. But yeah. It's wonderful. But, but yeah, those, you know, you can chant into your thoughts too that will change the thought, the pattern will change the, the thought form into something more positive. Yeah. So, no, that's incredible. I think probably one of the most common questions I get asked is like, how long is it going to take for me to switch my thoughts? Or how do I switch my thoughts? And the thing is, like, you can tell people like, you just have to do it and just try it. And it'll switch because your subconscious is that powerful, like any sort of energy can affect it. So if you affect it with and if you like, inject positive energy into it, it'll absorb that. And it sounds, sometimes it sounds too good to be true for some people, but once they try it, they're like, wow, this is so easy. And then it just becomes like a, you must do it during your day and that's how you feel good. So that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that was a really good explanation too. And then you also said throat chakras and something I love, but I don't know nearly as much as you guys about is chakras. Um, so does that come in with Kundalini yoga or is that something separate that you guys um, kind of go over or what do you guys kind of do with your chakras? Yeah, so uh, the chakras are a big part of Kundalini yoga. So it is a big part of the teacher training and just the curriculum because you know, what we're doing with Kundalini is really activating and open the chakras. And so what they are is it's the main 
energy centers in our bodies where the most nerves come together. So it's where our biggest organs live. And so it starts at the root, the base of your spine, and then, you know, they move up the chakras. So you and probably the listeners have seen diagrams where it shows the different colors on our chakras. And, you know, they all represent different energies. And so if any one chakra is overactive or underactive, then you start to run into imbalances in your energy and in your mind and therefore in your speech and your actions and your reality. So with Kundalini Yoga, there's many meditations and sets and really specific scientific exercises and meditations that work with the chakras to really balance them out. So it's a very, you know, internal practice, although you know, it is toning for our physical bodies. It really is um, deep energy work into our internal organs where those chakras are to create change and to create harmony and balance so that, you know, not only each energy center alone is balanced, but that they're all flowing together so that our energy can really move throughout our bodies. So we have, you know, a lot of oxygen and our our organs are optimally optimally performing and our mind is optimally performing and and you know it just allows us to to be really centered and connected when those centers are balanced so so yeah you know it's something that i've been really passionate about um in in kundalini teacher training you have to kind of come up with a series of classes and that's what came to me during that exercise was to specifically put together a series on the chakras and um and through that and so many other downloads and and things that have come to both Tara and I we created one of our online courses Rise Up so it's just something that you know is a passion and we know it's a big part of our purpose to really share more about them because Really, everything is tied back to the chakras. Mm -hmm. Any health issue, any um, emotional imbalance, physical imbalance, you can easily look at, like, okay, that's an underactive throat chakra, an overactive sacral, you know, this Mm -hmm. is why this and this is happening. So it's really empowering, you know, to kind of look within and be like, okay, I can do this, this, and this. And then correct those imbalances. Yeah. And when you guys talk about, like, I de- like you can kind of heal yourself from within, how do you, like, what's your guys' like, indicator that your chakra might be kind of overactive or underactive or out of balance? Well, I think for most people, it's going to be either a physical issue. Most people, it's going to be some sort of physical manifestation because um, that's really when our body's like, hey, you're actually in pain. Mm. You know, like you have bronchitis, uh, you know, you have um, strep throat or you have, you know, stomach gut issues. Like there's something going on within your energy system. Um, And so that's really going to be like a a common one. But it's also emotional states, too. Like if you're feeling overly aggressive or if you're feeling helpless, you know, you're not feeling balanced and in that, you know, regard, it's like, there's going to be something off in the body. So if you're feeling extreme emotions or extreme, you know, sort of weak emotions where, where you're not feeling in your power at all, you know, just something's off in your body. And that's cool to know because you can actually go map out. And I, you know, it's hard to give the concrete examples because there's so many, but Mm -hmm. it's usually a physical issue or an emotional 
like, you know, rage or help again, helplessness, something yeah. like that. That's just kind of like the, the, most extreme I could say yeah and emotional stuff and we have blog posts on all of them so Mm -hmm. if people are interested we've kind of like really curated and put together easy blog posts so that people can go in and really look and find out and and start to dive into it a little bit more because it's obviously so different for everybody Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and like when you do try and heal your different chakras like do you just focus on them? Do you say different mantras and affirmations for them? Or what are your guys' favorite ways to kind of bring your different chakras back into balance once you've diagnosed kind of which chakra needs some attention? Yeah, so the most powerful tool that we use is is the kundalini um, Uh yoga meditation. Um, But there are many ways to do it. Um, Would highly suggest having some sort of yoga and meditation practice that does balance the chakra that you're working on. But then beyond that, you can also use food. So each chakra is a different color and there's foods associated with each chakra. A lot of times they are the same color, but sometimes there's, they're not mm-hmm. um, to balance each of the chakras. So you can just start to bring in more of those foods. And we love to do juices and smoothies. So you can bring it in those ways. Uh, and then we do use affirmations for each of the chakras. So they kind of correlate with, you know, whatever is going on for you. And as you know, you know, the most important thing about affirmations is that you believe them to be true. So you don't just want to pull an affirmation because it's for the root chakra if it doesn't resonate with you. But mm-hmm. there are a lot that you can choose from, mm-hmm. you know, that would kind of like correlate and make sense. Yeah. Right. Chakra, for example, like the root chakra is all about safety and security. So I am enough or I am worthy, something like that. It's really powerful. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, there's oils that you can use for each chakra. There's mantras. So, so yeah, we really, we really love to share that. And, and yeah, that, you know, we share a lot about this stuff, but those are some things that people could kind of dive into on, on their own. And then, that is what our entire course is. Just yeah. <laughs> it, it is really important for us to teach this. And, and people have extremely powerful experiences and transformations when they start to really work um, from the root to the aura mm-hmm. and just really work in a preventative way even for mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't have emotional or physical symptoms necessarily showing up uh, to just really make sure everything's balanced. Yeah. No, I love that. And in your blog posts um, or in the course, are there different like affirmations and things to do for each chakra in there that people can find? Yeah, there are. For each one, um, there's English mantras and then there's also like an actual Gurmukhi mantra that you can be chanting. You know, the most important thing that I will have to just reiterate what Brett said said, is it's really about the movement is really healing. You're moving your energy and you're visualizing the energy and then you're pulling in the mantras and then you're eating the foods. It's like, it's going to fix itself, but you've got to move the energy. You can't be stagnant with yourself. Um, yes, your mind can definitely change things, but it's, it's also paired with the, I mean, your mind can change anything, let's be real, but paired with the movement, it's very healing and it works really fast. Mm -hmm. So, So move your energy. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the chicken or the egg. Yeah. Like your mind, it's hard for your mind to get behind something that your energy is imbalanced with and then vice versa. So, so that's why we find that it's so, 
powerful to complement the two, to do like the movement of the energy work and mm-hmm. really working on a subtle body subconscious level paired with really conscious mindset work like affirmations, like mm-hmm. mantra, you know, other mindset techniques. Yeah. So those two together really are just magic. Yeah, yeah. I love that. yeah. Your mind wants to change anything. You have to believe it. Exactly. And if the, your mind sees your body moving and making different changes, that's just easier for your mind to understand. And for listeners who haven't seen visuals of your morning practice and stuff yet, is there like an easier way you can explain the moving of the energy? Like just a verbal way to explain it? Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, it, it looks, let's see, moving the, I love that question. I, I know. I was like, I know it's hard to explain, but people who haven't seen it might not understand it. <laughs> A lot of what we learn in the morning practice is moving of the spine. So like, for example, we might do like a cat-cow and in Kundalini, you you do cat-cow faster. So you're like actually moving the spine up and back and you're really um, warming it up and balancing out the body. And then, you know, I would do maybe like spinal twists and my hands would be um, on my shoulders and I would be twisting back and forth and using my breath, like inhaling to the left, exhaling to the right and twisting my spine while I'm sitting in easy pose. And so you're, you can see how you're kind of like moving your body. You're moving the energy. The spine is really important. Like didn't you, what was the quote? A healthy spine is a healthy mind. Yeah. A healthy right. spine is a healthy, is a healthy mind. And then you'll live long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So a lot of that movement is is in that regard, you know. Um, what else would you say? And yeah, I mean, it, it really moves. Our energy moves in a spiral up the spine. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do I? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's really, you know, moving upwards. I mean, there is a lot of recalibration of energy just in our hands, in our arms, in our legs, all over. But, you know, as far as, like, the chakra system and just, the center point of our body, it moves up because that's where the kundalini energy lives. It lives at the base of the spine. So it it spirals upwards. Mm -hmm. So that can happen. You know, you can feel your energy spiraling upwards. Uh, You can feel a lot of tingling sometimes, sometimes not um, in your, in your body. But you know, if you ever feel like lightheaded or tingling or any detoxing symptoms it's just that your energy is moving at at a rate that you can actually feel it and it's moving enough to where you can feel it and and yeah it's just different every practice and for every single person you know different stage stages and phases of their life through different practices that they're doing and it's all really aptogenetic too. So although everything is really four different things, this energy work always gives us what we need. So yeah. So yeah. No, thank you. That was such a good explanation. And I think that was like the perfect kind of cherry on top because I think that is such a good wrap up. Um, So I wanted to ask just one last thing. If people want to know more about Kundalini, more about what you guys are doing, what's like the best way they can get in touch with you or learn more about what you guys are up to? Yeah, well, you guys, they can follow us at Elevate the Globe on Instagram. And we have... um, we have a membership site too that we love um, that 
that people really are interested in and like where it's a growing community and it's called Vibe to Me Academy and you can find it on Instagram too. Um, but you also can just listen to our podcast as well, The Elevator. We talk about a lot of, we do a lot of duo podcasts with Britt and I where we talk about Kundalini and just like what's going on in the energy and we're doing more and more of those. Um, what would you say? Any other resources? Yeah, um, our website is elevattheglobe.com and we do have YouTube videos that are kind of like intro, how to get into Kundalini. We have an intro to Kundalini collection. That one. Of course. Yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> the best thing to do, we have a lot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. If you're brand new and you want to, you know, really dive in, we have a free five-day raise your vibration challenge and you can find that on our website on our instagram and it has a full kundalini class it also has a meditation practice and a breath work practice and we really take each day to dive into different important topics that have allowed us to raise our vibration so it's a great kind of like intro into our world and into kundalini oh yeah that was so fun i love it i'll probably start doing that today that's amazing <laughs> yeah but thank you guys so so much this is so much fun great well yeah thank you so much for having us and we're excited to have you on our podcast soon as yes. well so how cool was that? I hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode. I had so much fun talking to them about all things Kundalini, and I hope you guys had some takeaways as well. If you guys do want to learn more, there are links in the episode notes of this podcast. So if you want to go to their website or listen to some of the artists we talk about, those are all in the show notes below. Have a beautiful day. Bye. That's all I have for you guys, and I just want to say thank you again for spending some time with me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, head over to my social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to my website if you want to subscribe to my email list, which is affirmation-addict.com. I cannot wait to hear from you guys, and I will talk to you guys super soon. Have a good one, you guys. Bye.